Setting up using and leveraging a board skills matrix. Establishing and maintaining a skills-based board has become a proven corporate governance practice. It enables a board to comprise itself with the skills, expertise, experience and other attributes considered important to the board maximising its value to the organisation and to improved organisation outcomes for profit or for purpose or for some other reason. A common question that is asked when discussing a board skills matrix is what do we put in it? Closely followed by how do we measure and survey our board members? And lastly, but often forgotten, how do we leverage our skills matrix for positive outcomes? This post answers these questions so that when it comes time to set or refresh your board skills matrix, it can become a comprehensive and meaningful tool to establish and maintain a board that delivers high value to the organization and it can have impacts and influence on other conversations aimed towards having the best board for the organization. Setting up your skills matrix. What areas of expertise or experience do you put into your matrix? Well, there are several factors that influence or dictate what a board includes in its skills matrix. Although we use terms skills matrix, the reality is that the best skills matrices include a broad range of attributes rather than just skills that individuals bring to the board. We are much more than our areas of expertise. We come with inherent and developed traits, temperaments and styles of working as well as professional specialties, networks and other attributes. Smart boards realize this and reflect this reality through their board skills matrices. So approach your thinking and conversation with a broad definition of skills as you embark on a conversation about what attributes your board wants to see in its skills matrix. As your board commences the conversation with its bent strength, consider asking what's better at a board level and what may be better served at a senior executive level. Your organization may be at a stage where investment as an employee will be more valuable than bringing in a board member with a particular expertise. The strategic plan. The organization's strategic plan is one of the first logical ports of call for an indication on the expertise, skill set, experience, and professional network considered valuable for your board members to have. As a board, answer questions like Where is the organization going? What are the strategic ambitions of the organization and what bench strength does our board need to support the achievement of its purpose and for the organization to achieve its strategic goals? Given the strategic context, consider the role of the board at this time in time and over the next two to six years, which is generally one or two terms of a board member. Soft skills and interpersonal attributes. With organizational culture and the interpersonal political nature of the boardroom, consider including soft skills into your matrix. These are attributes such as emotional intelligence, empathy, integrity, and the ability to integrate well into a team. Including culturally relevant attributes desirable from the board members, those attributes that support the culture and behaviors desired in the boardroom and organization. Diversity attributes. Diversity is an established and proven source of value for all teams, including boards. Consider including diversity attributes on your matrix. This is a simple way to put your diversity ambitions front and center and as an active component of your board recruitment or refreshment strategy. 
Gender is one factor, but think about diversity characteristics that make sense for your board and organization. Maybe age is important for you to consider on your board because your organization serves a younger audience. Or, perhaps, bringing in a culturally and linguistically diverse individual will help your organization deliver its message to a wider audience or simply bring another dimension to the boardroom. Future-focused. Don't just use what you know or has been traditionally been on skills matrices in the past. Look out to other board skills matrices and what skill set expertise is needed in your boardroom in the short to medium term future that you may not have even considered. For example, ESG or sustainability is becoming important for most organizations. Maybe it's time to bring that into your boardroom. Perhaps cybersecurity is ramping up in your industry or People and culture are a significant part of your business as you scale and expand into new locations. Constitutionally compliant. If you have constitutional requirements like certain representatives or members who must be on the board, you may want to include these in your skills matrix, so you maintain oversight of those requirements. Weigh it up. Taking your skills matrix a step further, your board may find value in weighing certain attributes higher than others. This may help to focus on the critical or mandatory attributes required or desired from board members. If you want to keep it simple, measure everything with the same weight. Qualify each attribute. Each board member may have a different definition of what attribute means. It helps to provide a brief qualifying statement as to what each skill or attribute is referring to, and also how to gauge or qualify experience against your skills matrix measures. For example, West Farmers qualifies their leadership attributes as experience in a senior management position in a listed company, large or complex organization or governance body. Using your skills matrix. Now that your board has populated its skills matrix with the attributes considered important for the board and organization now and into the medium term, it's now time to assess. So what do you assess? Of course, your board skills matrix is the board, so you will survey the board members. Further to that, it may be of value to include the CEO and senior executives so that you get a true sense of the bench strength of the highest levels of the organization. If you are actively recruiting for the board, it is valuable to engage potential board candidates to add their ratings into a public version of the skills matrix so that they can be assessed in real time against the existing board members and senior executives if they have been included. How often do you run it? Most boards will update their skills matrix annually. This is to capture the increase in skill set expertise, proficiency, and development, and to include any professional development undertaking individually or as a board since the last survey. When people leave the team, that individual's results should be removed from the matrix so that you always have an accurate picture of your team's current attribute levels. Conversely, when new people join the team, it should be updated to include their ratings. What technology do you use? If all you have is a pencil and paper survey, use what you have. Something is better than nothing. Online survey tools like SurveyMonkey or even a Google survey or even a simple spreadsheet, tools that can easily crunch the numbers for you, are potential worthwhile investments to facilitate your board skills matrix survey, analysis and conversations. 
Whichever tool your board uses, the results should be shared with all board members in order to facilitate and support meaningful conversations about what it is telling you about the board in senior management and its appropriateness for the organisation. Part of the conversation can also focus on any improvements in the overall skills matrix compilation and surveying process for next time. The board skills matrix is not an end in itself. It is a means in which to gather data to help inform decisions based on the reality you have been presented. Leveraging your skills matrix. This is where the rubber can hit the road. A well-designed and completed skills matrix is a valuable tool to use to help your board make decisions on succession planning and recruitment, professional development investment, and to progress diversity goals. Succession planning and recruitment. Naturally, the skills matrix plots the degree of your current board members and senior executives' attributes. Doing so will demonstrate where you have plenty of bench strength. It will also highlight gaps for the board and executive team where the bench strength is lacking against the desired state. These become priority areas for recruitment or professional development, depending on the attribute in question. Being able to toggle certain board members' ratings on and off with the skills matrix can help you understand where the various attributes levels rise and fall, and what becomes a priority for the next board candidate or senior executive to be recruited, helping to target your recruitment campaign. For senior leaders in the organisation, the skills matrix may help support decisions relating to CEO succession planning, particularly around developing promising internal candidates or by helping to identify potential external candidates. Informing professional development. A skills matrix is going to highlight the areas where investment into educational development, either as a whole for individuals, may be worthwhile. Using the skills matrix for individual professional development investment is more fraught as skills matrices are not all-encompassing and are self-rated. So it may not accurately identify an individual's true or realistic perception of their development needs. Nonetheless, they can help to facilitate a meaningful conversation for the board and execute regarding its professional development activities. Self-Driven Diversity Improvement Tool By including soft skills and inherent diversity characteristics, your board can create its own diversity goals that support the board and that makes sense to the organisation. Having these diversity characteristics consistently in front of you as an equal part of your board recruitment activities, like other hard skills and expertise, are the more likely they are to be achieved. A well-executed and leveraged skills matrix enables a board to comprise itself with skills, expertise, experience, and other attributes considered important to the board. It will also support the board to maximise its value to the organisation and lead to improved organisational outcomes whatever there are for each organisation for profit or for purpose and for some other reason. This article was from Lisa Cook, Managing Director of Get On Board Australia.